Welcome back to Calling the Dogs with Chancey and Chi, and uh, we got a good football game, Chi. They ain't bad. They ain't bad. <laughs> I'm Man, not. I'm, I'm not. I don't know. If, like, I was talking with my dad about it, and I, I'm not, and he's not either. Like, we're both sitting there when I, I got back on uh, on Sunday, and uh, we're. I'm not emotionally ready for this. Like, uh, I can't accept that my team is like is good. <laughs> I don't know if that's just me, but I, I'm just struggling with this. Like, oh, we're just going to go beat the hell out of these people yeah, that we play. You're just going to have to get over that uh, <laughs> because <laughs> the dogs are here to, and, and they're ready to play. They came to play, baby. They walked in into Columbia, ripped their heart out, <laughs> made some and, chicken and wings. <laughs> oh, better yet, they cut their head off made some chicken wings. There we go. That's that's. A, I don't know. Does that mean that we have to make our podcast explicit now? If I'm talking about <laughs> chicken's heads, <laughs> but it, it's worth it. <laughs> okay. They. It was just. I mean, we just we dismantled them, and and I was not going into it. I had talked to you a little earlier I, I, that day, and I, I mean, I I wasn't ready for that. I mean, I, I guess I'm just still in that mindset. But man, we played well. We we played really well. Well, it's it's funny because so we saw the you know I, I like to look at the line sometimes before the game and I think it, you know kind of earlier in the week it was like at nine favoring Georgia and then it kind of crept up to nine and a half and there was some betting action on that and then like the day before it shot up to ten and a half and I, I'm not sure exactly what it was right before kickoff but I mean I, I think it was you know eleven maybe eleven and a half something like that but you know that kind of showed me that. There was a lot of the people that were kind of like going in and putting money on this being the Trinity upset, like we had mentioned uh, last last week, and then all of a sudden the guys that really know what they're doing are like, yeah, uh, dogs are gonna blow them out, <laughs> <laughs> and even Kirk Herbstreit said that, which I mean, maybe he's kind of changing because he used to say we couldn't score <laughs> to save our lives, <laughs> so. You know, what, I guess we're we're we're, make, we're changing the hearts and minds of men. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there really was there was like a a hype train for South Carolina. I mean, there was a big a big hype train, and uh, being in Columbia, you felt the hype train. Uh, there was a they were they were they were feeling it, and we hadn't even played a down of football. And uh, did you and, uh, did you get to did you feel the techno music? Oh my god. <laughs> it was literally the whole place like you, you just pull back up into Columbia and you realize that a it it actually is hell because it was sure. 112 degrees <laughs> and like <clears throat> I literally I got back to my car I kid you not later that that night and the guy my buddies I was with they were like dude what happened to your rearview mirror my rearview mirror had melted off of my windshield I kid you not it was so freaking hot that like the adhesive had come off and it my rip my rearview mirror was just hanging <laughs> in my vehicle. It was terrible. It was just <laughs> but I thought you were about to say that somebody had uh, broken one of your windows, and I was like, "Why did you not mention this to me before we started recording?" <laughs> no, no, nothing was stolen. It's just that my car melted, <laughs> and uh, but the the whole the whole time like getting into the stadium, like people are just talking trash and they. They were feeling it. They're like, oh, these these dogs, and like they were doing it in the stands, knowing that we were sitting there, and they were like, yeah, like this is our year. Like we're gonna we're gonna do this, and like mm-hmm. these these dogs fans are are uh, are full of themselves and, and all this kind of stuff. And um, 
and uh, just with about within a just a couple plays, we uh, just we yanked the wind right out of those sails, uh, and it was forty-seven seconds to be exact. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it actually. So they, they were very hyped at kickoff, and um, and then really the second quarter when we struggled a little bit, they really got hyped up again, and you might have been able to hear it on TV, but they got pretty jacked up. But I mean, man, after that, they were gone and they literally do this. They, they do every first down they do like, and that's another Carolina. And then the guy doesn't say anything. And then everybody says first down. Yeah. yeah and then I've, I've experienced before. Uh, you remember yeah. and halfway and halfway through the second quarter, this guy's and that's another Carolina. And you hear like three kids in like the corner of the end. They'll say first down, first down. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally it was and, i mean and that's the, in between the sandstorm and then the also also we never mentioned the the damn like rooster call or where <laughs> i can uh, i can safely i can safely say that uh beating the hell out of them reduces the number of sandstorm and or rooster call <laughs> significantly a, 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 a direct effect <laughs> yeah, there's a direct correlation between their ass getting kicked and the number of times sandstorm is played <laughs> it was it was it's a, a great it's thing a negative correlation right exactly exactly right, right, exactly. exactly the science the science is proven oh, and uh that and may it. be the smartest thing we've said on this podcast <laughs> But oh, it's you, just science. You, you mentioned it. Uh, you, you were able to watch, and, and we've already noticed some things that that I initially missed just being there. But uh, what were what were your takeaways? What were some of the things you saw? Man, I so first of all, let's let's go ahead and address this. Uh, DeAndre Baker had a hell of a play. I, you know, so I don't know if you noticed this, uh, and I don't know you've kind of rewatched it and all, but the play where he gets his pick, and you know, we end up scoring in the first forty-seven seconds of the game. It was actually, or maybe it was 43. Regardless, in that first minute of, of football, it was actually the guy, like, it just pops it up off his hands. It was not really, it was contested after the ball was already up in the air. So DeAndre had an easy pick. So, yeah, he takes it, running down the field. I'm like, my initial thought, and, and I get really kind of negative whenever we get a ball and we start running towards the end zone with an interception i'm like okay he's gonna get stripped and then they're gonna take it back another like 80 yards to, for the touchdown but uh i I, always, I thought that somebody was like in front of him that might catch him because for some reason they were like really zoomed in on him and then you saw him do something that we've seen before in college football and it it just grinds my gears is dropping the ball literally before you cross the goal line and I think we were we were discussing it how Kirby was like, yeah, we practiced that a bit today, <laughs> that exact scenario. But thank God Juwan Taylor had the presence of mind to pick up that ball and actually take it into the end zone. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, I will say the greatest invention in college football is the pylon cam. Absolutely, the best thing ever. It's a beautiful and thing. It's it's wonderful, and uh, you could, and so actually, so like I didn't even know in the stands that. Jawan, like that was even a thing. I mean, I was already like super jazz at that point, and like I had no idea that he had just literally just threw the ball down. And we had, and because there was no, because the play never got reviewed, like there was no, I, I don't know, we just never noticed it. And, uh, and, and I didn't know, so I didn't know till Saturday night that, that he had just dropped the ball. So I, I lost my mind at that point, um, even though we'd already beat him 41 to 17. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Jawan just, being like being being in the right being the right place and having the presence of mind to do it. I mean that would that could have been that could have 
been a very Georgia thing <laughs> to literally intercept it on the first within the first minute, drop it at the goal line, and then one of those guys pick it up and carry it ninety nine yards. Absolutely, <laughs> and vintage vintage Georgia. And I and I'm kind of like wondering, you know, whenever DeAndre got in the end zone. There was like Tyler Clark was over there with him. There was a couple other defenders. I think Monty was over there, and they're all like celebrating all this stuff. Did, I wonder. I want to know if Jawan went up to them after. It <laughs> was like, guys, I got the touchdown. <laughs> it Celebrate was me. With me. <laughs> well, and and like, no, you didn't. <laughs> well, and, and kind of on the same lines, like the whole theme going in, the whole the. The, the, the storyline going into this game was Debo's basically Debo Samuel for South Carolina saying who like they asked him who about DeAndre Baker and he said DeAndre who and uh, as we have heard since uh, DeAndre said he, he knows who I am now <laughs> like they, he may they, he mo- may, they know me now <laughs> they know me now and they uh, know me now. and uh, and Baker had a really besides dropping the ball that was really the the work that was the only thing he did wrong really the whole game he had one pass interference on him um but it was just a it was a tough ball and i mean for the most for the whole game like debo samuel was not a factor no he wasn't and and i think that that plays a huge like a couple other guys uh for south carolina and we can talk about them like they they had some good catches and they had some production but when you're star when you're star player when we suppress him to basically being non-existent um that I think that's the biggest thing that on us for for just keeping them at bay and them not ever getting anything going on offense is when you put their, you you kick their guy to the curb and don't give him a shot, uh, and we you basically can own the offense and that's what that's what DeAndre did. Well, that's I mean that's and it just makes it that much sweeter that he was like the one guy that decided to open his mouth. Oh, besides that Tory Gurley guy who is an alumni <laughs> or an alum. And gosh, I think he actually apologized on Twitter. He was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry. I was so wrong. We suck." <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'm I'm with you, man. Um, so Debo, his day was six catches for 33 yards. Uh, obviously, zero touchdowns. He had he did have one run, and it was for negative yardage. Was that whenever DeAndre tackled him? Yeah, no, yeah, that uh, no, that that was uh, I'm pretty yeah, that was DeAndre. Yeah, because because he, he saw him because he saw him coming on the reverse and then just demolished him. See, I'm all about I'm all about that Big, <laughs> the hard hits, but uh, no, he did have a so that Brian Edwards guy. I think we established he's number 89, correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Brian Edwards had seven catches for 111 yards. So literally, like he was their offense because then they have they had what 270 or 200. How many passing yards do they have, Chancey? <laughs> <laughs> so they had uh, 282. Total. Yeah. 282. So he, he accounted for, you know, almost half of their of their passing yards, uh, yards or actually receiving yards. So basically it was just him and Jake Bentley. Jake Bentley, man, I mean, you can tell the guy's got hell good talent. But, I mean, he, he fires a ball in there. And it kind of showed, you talked about this earlier, but basically a lot of, I think the, Carolina receivers are literally just struggling to catch his rocket balls. I mean, this guy's slinging the ball yeah. around the field, and we kind of talked about how that was benefiting us at the beginning of the game. How we were, they were just dropping balls, or you know, 
they were being contested or things like that. But they were we were benefiting from them not being able to catch his his fastballs. Well, and, and one thing too that I kind of I mean, no, especially noticed during the game, but then after the fact, like, and that and this kind of which was kind of saying lines in with it, he was throwing a lot of just like just lasers, and we mm-hmm. batted a lot of balls. We batted a lot of balls this game, so I mean that just that just the presence, of the defensive line, just getting the hands up and, um, and and getting close enough to the quarterback to that actually be a factor. I mean we were we were getting hands on the ball all over the place, batting passes or at least tipping yeah. balls, and um and, and having an impact and and, uh, and we were we were, we were getting good pressure on him and uh and for the most part, but yeah they, we. We, we kind of kept him him at bay. He didn't really get, he didn't really run around a lot. Like we we kept him contained for the most part. I mean that's that's kind of a a piece of him that he he's a quick guy. He can he can get yeah. out and make some make some plays on his feet. Well, something and, that we that we like struggled with a lot. I think you know in pre, some of the previous years is instead of them running around the edge, a lot of quarterbacks will wait until the pass rush has has actually passed them, and they'll step up and run through the middle of the field. And well, now it's like. We got guys that are able to either close that down, or we got the speed that's able to come up. And obviously, whenever we had Roquan last year, that was basically non-existent <laughs> because he would come up and you know run his his four four or four five and and just smack a guy in the face. But yeah, I mean, he wasn't even able to. He, he they had a QB draw. I think it was later in the ball game, but I mean, they were on like the ten yard line or eight yard line, something like that, and they tried to sneak a QB draw and have some of the action go off to the to the outside and. Uh, it's just not going to happen against this defense now. I think we're pretty much ready. Like, I feel very confident that that Kirby is now in the point where he's got his talent. He's he's got he's got his personnel, and he really and he he's got a staff, and so he just knows that he's got a lot of faith in Mel Tucker, and he's got a lot of faith in his defensive schemes, and he knows that we're going to be ready for you know when we face Georgia Tech and triple option, we're going to be ready for the for the you know spread offense. We're going to be ready for these talented quarterbacks that we're going to see, you know, for pretty much every team we play in the SEC because the quarterbacks are so good this year. So um, I've just got so much com- – I mean, he's got so much confidence in, in them. And uh, so, therefore, I have confidence in him. <laughs> Whatever Kirby has confidence in, as do I. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But uh, um, I, think, you, I, I think, too – well, I was going to say, too, I think just kind of talking about that line containment, I, I, mean, I think that also applied to the run defense. I mean, mm-hmm. we just completely – I mean, they had 54 yards. I think Ledbetter said that our goal, he, he didn't meet their, he didn't, we didn't meet their, his, their goal as a defense because they wanted, they didn't want them to get 50 yards, <laughs> but they got 54 50. yards. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess we'll just, I guess we'll let them, we'll live with that. But I mean, they, we completely shut them down, the run game. I mean, it was non existent. They, the only thing that they had some, uh, the, the most that they were effective, they were moving the ball was on some screens. That we just kind of lost containment, and, and they, our pass rush was good, and they just got a guy open on the outside and a little bit of open field, and you could definitely tell at certain points where we we miss Roquan. Well, we miss him every play, but you could see some of the times there was a couple missed tackles, and there was a there's a, a couple areas where you're just like, God, what a what a beautiful man he was. <laughs> I, I I pretty much miss Roquan every day. <laughs> I, I wish I could just hang out with him uh, every day. So, uh, you know, it's something you mentioned, and, and this wasn't in my notes that I made for the game, but I just kind of want to bring this up. Uh, Jonathan Ledbetter has got to be a bigger factor. Um, yeah. He, he had one tackle in this game, which, you know, obviously stats can be a little bit deceiving. He 
could be you know he's he's he kind of plays on that weak side or actually I think he's actually the strong side defensive mm-hmm. end but and he's a pure defensive end I I mean we could honestly we could throw a lot of our outside linebackers in there and play that defensive end position because we're we're big enough but it's just kind of one of those things that you know I I really want him to kind of step up and be that pass rush guy but he's really kind of more of a a, a guy who's going to take up bodies you know, on the defense so. I'm hoping he kind of turns that around, and I'm not saying this one game is really a projection of his entire this entire season for him. Uh, but I mean, I'll be honest with you: if if the guy wants to be drafted this year, he's going to have to do do a little bit more than that. So, not trying to hate on him, but I, I want him to be to be better, and I think he wants to be better. So, Jonathan Ledbetter, yeah, man, you got it, buddy. <laughs> Not that you're listening to this, but you could be. <laughs> He'll get there. He'll get there. And I think, uh, I think our, I think defensively across the board, um, yeah. we we really, we we played well. Secondary mm-hmm. played well. Um, we really shut everybody down. Like they didn't. I think the defensive backs are becoming the best position on our defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're playing phenomenal. They Those really guys. are. And 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 like so, Tyson had, Tyson did have a couple bonehead plays. He's a freshman. These things happen. But then you watch the the plays that he came in and performed really well. And Tyson, man, that guy's as talented as of a cornerback as we've seen. I mean, we don't have a history. I mean, you know this. Besides old Champ and, like, maybe a couple other guys, we really don't have a history of having these lockdown corners. Tyson could be the next guy. Mm. Now, DeAndre is the best one we've seen in forever. I mean, yeah. <laughs> seriously. I mean, I'm thinking about like Boykin was a good receiver. I mean, receiver, cornerback. Uh, Asher Allen was solid, um, and then we had a few other ones. Uh, I mean, we we had some we had some players, but DeAndre may be the best one we've seen in the past decade at least. Well, I, and, I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I'm I'm excited for it, and I think it was just kind of. We knew that they were going to be special, but we needed they needed some experience, and they were they're just they're young, and, and I think that just Kirby being the the D back coach that that's his mm-hmm. blood, that's his bread and butter, and uh, and then just you you can tell that these guys are experienced, like they've they've gotten that experience playing against this, the, the, like I said before, and I will you, especially after this game, you can't tell me otherwise. The best receiving core in the country, uh, the, they're they're ready. I mean, and I guess I hadn't even really thought about it, but like I said, they're playing the receivers that they're playing with are phenomenal. And so they're getting some of the best experiences you can get in college football. Yeah. So, I mean, every, basically the, you know, every, our defense is playing against a top 10, at least offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think could be top five, could be top three, could be the best in the country kind of thing. And then our offense is playing against top 10 defense too. So it's, I mean, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? You know, we're just going every day, and, and, and Kirby and Juwan Taylor were talking about this, I think, today, but basically just saying, man, you know, like, the fact that we're not going to take any weeks off, but, you know, the fact that they're going in and having this competition every day, they want to keep that up. They can't – I mean, it's like they're playing a game every day because they're playing such good uh, personnel on the opposite side of the ball. And you know, we were talking about the D-backs, so I wanted to make sure I, I kind of circled in on – my boy, old Dick LeCount, R- Richie LeCount, my man, he's doing, I, I mentioned this to you earlier, but he's kind of doing what I was hoping he would do. And I don't want to, you know, count my chickens before they hatch kind of thing, but 
Richie came up, laid the lumber. That what, what it was like towards the end of the first quarter. Whenever he mm-hmm. just no, maybe it was the, towards the beginning actually. He yeah, it was like the first minute he just came up and Dowdle that Dowdle running back was trying to sweep around the end, and Richie just knocked. I thought he for sure knocked him unconscious, <laughs> but. <laughs> He came up, laid the lumber. He'd also, you know, and kind of what we were talking about, man, he didn't let anything behind him, which could have been very easy for to happen, except for the fact that DeAndre was harassing uh, Debo the entire game. But I, I thought Richie played well, and he was able to actually play a true safety position. And when he, you know, when he sees the ball in a running back's hands, I mean, come up and be the Greg Blue guy that we know you can be and just knock the – face out of the life <laughs> the life out of these guys yeah i mean you're right they contain them besides like tyson's uh when when that receiver got past tyson and uh and got that that touchdown pass i mean that was really the only ball that was behind us mm-hmm. and uh but besides that i mean we controlled them and we we kind of said i mean that's, that's what we we're gonna have to do is we we're gonna have to keep the ball in front of us and we and we did that so i mean I, defensively yeah, it was an a day for for me um uh, especially when one of their two touchdowns was a special teams or like a special uh, trick play uh, reverse receiver. To- I mean, and uh, I mean, so if that's one of our only touchdowns scored against us, I'll uh, mm-hmm. I'll take that. I'll take that. Well, you day. know, they probably watched the Rose Bowl from last year. They're like, oh, let's throw it back, like do a reverse <laughs> throw thing. Oh gosh, man! If if that's what you got to do, then uh, you're not doing it right, man. You need to you need to be recruiting better. Because that's that's not the way you score touchdowns in the SEC. Let's and be that's honest. and that's to that's to you, Muschamp. You need to re- you need to recruit better. But yeah, you that's right. But you can't. That's because, right, Muschamp. Because we got Kirby. <laughs> We're calling you out, dude. <laughs> they got that uh, Jamias Williams or Jamius. I don't know how, exactly how you say it, but uh, he's that defensive back they got, and he chose Carolina over us, and we've just been absolutely shredding that guy over the past two years, <laughs> which is awesome. I mean, he's just not been a factor. So, obviously, you know, totally fine he's not us. Absolutely. Totally fine he's not a dog. Uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about our our boy, Fromm. Uh, give me give me a little uh, evaluation of the first half. Yeah, I, I thought that, uh, that, that Fromm kind of he, – he controlled the game pretty well. Uh, he got rocked a couple times. The line, I don't – he held on to the ball a couple of times. I felt like a couple of those he kind of he kind of held on to, and I think it was just him kind of getting his bearings straight. It was loud in there. I mean, especially right there at the beginning, like like I kind of mentioned, when it got back into the second quarter, it got real loud again, and um, you could tell it was kind of. I think it was kind of messing with him a little bit, um, but I mean, I think I thought he kept his composure. I, mean, I thought he thought he ended up playing well, and obviously, second half, six for six. Uh, throwing the ball well, it, really his passes for the most part. Besides that pick, and that there had to be some kind of miscommunication with with Simmons, and just something was off on that. That um, yeah. I, I don't know what that was, but he he definitely just kind of bailed on it and just kind of flicked it up. And, and so I mean, we we deserve that pick uh, no matter what. But uh, but besides that, I mean, I felt like felt like his passes were on point. Um, he was hitting guys in stride. Uh, screens. He was setting up guys well. The only other one was like when he threw that that one ball to Miko. He kind of hung it for a second, and Miko got leveled. Thank God he held onto that ball. Um, but really, those those are the only two passes that kind of stand out to me. Is like 
could have been better uh, or maybe a different option. But besides that, I felt I felt good about it. He he kept their guys in line, made some good calls at the line. Um, so I, I thought he did well. Yeah. So the to me, it was like one of those things that I, you know I sent a text out, and I'm the biggest. I defend Fromm whenever he he throws one one out of you know twenty completions kind of thing kind of guy. Yeah, I'm that guy. But you know, just being ignorant about Fromm. But you know, it's kind of one of those things. It's like I he I came in and you know we watched him the first half and I just I I mean I t- sent it out of the group text. I was like, guys, Fromm is off, and it's not one of those things where. I still didn't ever think that, okay, like, okay, let's see what Kirby does. Is he going to throw fields in kind of thing? I think that shows a lot to me. I think that Kirby has so much faith in Fromm and his leadership abilities. And then, you know, we, we come into the, into the second, uh, excuse me, we come into the halftime and he's he's thrown a bad pick, which obviously was, uh, you know, he was under pressure and the guy came, came around the end and he, he had held on to the ball in that play for a pretty good while. And I, I think he was waiting on somebody to release. But basically Simmons, there was miscommunication. He had a couple of errant throws and then comes out of the halftime. And this is what you see from Jake Fromm where he just comes out and it's like the guy's on fire. Like he, he come, It's almost like he's like punishing himself over halftime and then he comes back out and he's like, all right, I know, I know how good I am. I know what I need to do to succeed and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do it and I don't care who gets in my way kind of thing. And that's the kind of just determination that we've been lacking in our quarterback in our quarterback room for a while. You know, we've had quarterbacks that have had talent, you know, and just had not had that that like X factor as we always talk about with Fromm. So yeah, it came out that ball to let me tell you that ball that he threw to Miko on his. Uh, it wasn't a touchdown, but it was whenever we got down there, and I think, I think it was whenever Elijah had punched it in afterwards. Mm-hmm. But that ball was as pretty of a, ball, of a ball as I've ever seen. And we've also talked about this earlier, but I think that Riley is going to be his Javon Wims this year, which is not surprising because basically Riley was the you know second guy behind Javon in that position last year. But basically. Riley's going to be running these, you know, hitch routes and go routes down the sideline kind of thing. And, you know, going to be able to throw that back shoulder to him. And then, but we, he didn't have to be the lead receiver in this game because Miko is becoming who we all know he could be, the most athletic guy on the field. I mean, he's we're almost using him. I mean, if he starts taking handoffs a lot, we're like kind of using him like Florida used Percy Harvin back in the day, which I'm sorry for mentioning Florida, but, you know, it's just... You know, just, forgive just keep, me. Just keep mentioning Miko, and we'll get over it. Miko, 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 Miko. Uh, but no, Miko's Miko had a hell of a day. Uh, what was he? He he had uh, how many receptions did he have? Yeah, so he had six receptions for 103 yards. So, and that and that touchdown, you know, was a thing of beauty. I mean, he, the guy can just literally outrun anybody in the nation. Oh, he did the same. He did the same thing, and, and he was uh, <laughs> uh, whatever the announcer's name was like. You can hear whenever I went back and watched it, you could hear him just being like, "Whoa!" Like <laughs> whenever yeah. he just like Nestler. completely <laughs> yeah, Nestor when, when he runs by, Nestor's just like he's like, "Oh my!" Like he can tell it when he realized like, "Oh my God, this guy is fast!" <laughs> <laughs> but the whole stadium when he when he took that ball and because because the the play before it was that play to the right, and I thought from where I was sitting, I was like, 
oh, if he had gone to the outside, he could have gunned it. And, like, he could have right. done what he did. And, like, yeah. I, I said something to this Georgia fan. He could have done what he did. <laughs> and, uh, you're right, you're and, right. And what he was going to do the next time he did it. And uh, the guy beside and I was just like, I was like, damn it, Miko, just gun it. And uh, the guy, Georgia fan beside me, this other guy, this old guy, he just passed me on the shoulder. He's like, it's going to be all right. <laughs> so he said to me. I didn't know who this guy was from Adam. And, uh, and he – and then he uh he next play he does it and I turn to the guys like I grab by the shoulder I said I told you should have gunned it <laughs> it was awesome hey grandpa don't ever touch me again <laughs> well it was more of a celebratory <laughs> oh I, I know but, yeah. you know you, you have to let him know yeah 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 don't touch me again <laughs> you were right <laughs> but you're right That's man you're right man like like I I, I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the year I was like Ridley's gonna be that guy. Um, and I think we're going to, in some of these games, will be close. We'll start hitting him more. Um, but Miko is just, just put the ball in his hands. Um, I mean, he's going yeah. to make it happen. And, and I think that kind of leads into, um, and I know a guy that you, you're wanting to mention is Demetrius Robertson and the fact that he hasn't really seen the ball besides that one, that handoff really. Um, but, but our receiving core, like they're, People have been talking about their blocking and how well they did that, and, and a lot of our runs um, are, are all of these touchdowns. All these touchdowns we're getting on the runs are because of the blocking of our receivers. Um, these guys are physical, and and Kirby talks about how they pride themselves on their ability to block and to seal the seal the edge and, and seal the outside, and uh, give these guys some running room. And uh, it's just been so fun to watch. Like you just, you just read our, our list of receivers and it is just like, good God, every single one of them has the ability to do something special at any given moment. They do. They really do. And, and literally even, you know, we, we, you were just talking about the, and I wanted to focus on these guys who who I believe are kind of unsung heroes, but you know, Tyler Simmons and, and Jason Stanley, those two guys are amazing blockers and like so that first deandre swift run that he went around the end and the first touchdown that he he scored the only touchdown but you know the first running touchdown that we had he you know he doesn't get in the end zone without tyler simmons absolutely demolishing this guy to set the edge and let and let deandre basically walk into the end zone so like but at the same time exactly what you're saying tyler simmons can still be a weapon down the field i mean the guy's one of the fastest players on the team he could certainly run a seam route and be in the end zone before we know it. So it's just kind of one of those things that these guys are really, really understanding that this is this is like if, in order for us to be great, I need to do this one thing really well. Even though as a receiver, you know, receivers are, you know, as we know, a lot of them are pretty, pretty selfish. You know, at least in the in the NFL, this you know this is a team that guys understand. That that their place and they understand like what what they're supposed to do in order for us for to be great and and Jason Stanley and Tyler Simmons I think are willing to go out there as a, at a receiver position and block and and basically be you know a, a eighth or ninth blocker on a play kind of thing so I'm I'm all for it man those guys and and Tyler Simmons deserves a little love you know I think he had I don't know if he had two catches he at least had some yards so um stanley stanley's just a big receiver so i mean i unfortunately he's he is a blocking receiver but it's kind of like we were talking about with richard samuel man all those guys everybody plays a part man and if we everybody plays that part then we're gonna 
do big things. Yeah. Well, and, and I think uh, I, I think over the course of the season we'll have some more chances to air it out and, and get it to these guys. But uh, but one of the reasons why we don't have to air it out as much is because of these these boys toting a rock and, and these boys getting getting the handoffs mm-hmm. and uh, and then these bit the, the the big old boys that is making the holes for them. <laughs> Man, the offensive line deserves the most love out of anybody. Oh my God! And 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 um, I think we can kind of running backs. I think we can kind of hit those guys pretty quick. I mean, uh, DeAndre is special, and we still haven't like we still haven't let him loose. And and I wanna I want him to get going. I want us to like we need him. He he needs to have a. a a lot more he needs to have more yards more totes because I, I just we need to get him out and play him more like he he, he hasn't had to so I, I understand why we haven't um but he's he's special and, and elijah is is starting to starting to show his colors and show that he's special and uh and and being that bruiser and being that that bowling ball that we mentioned and he's just going through and making he's just punishing these guys and just throwing them around like rag dolls <laughs> i love it and his reaction uh, so yeah we were talking about like Nico's catch and then how we followed it up with elijah going around the end and he had like a, a chub-esque play where he gets his feet knocked the high out step. and still like lands back on him yeah and then high steps and then dives in the end zone and like his reaction after the play where he's just like you know <laughs> like flexing those arms. just shredded and, and flexing at the stands and i just saw in the i remember watching on the replay there was this like big old south carolina fan that's like sitting on the sideline right there and just like hey man uh, that's 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 what elijah holyfield looks like man that's 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 i mean he's got veins on veins on veins yeah they're uh they're they really are special and harry and played well today too but um that and the second half, you just saw when we just started getting those six, seven yard carries, six, seven, nine, mm-hmm. ten yard carries, just consistently and just churning down the field. Mm-hmm. And that was because that offensive line, man. And when Kirby was asked about him today, he, they they asked like, "What did you attribute that to in the second half?" And he's just like, "We broke their will, basically." I mean, that was yeah. our the game plan is to break the will of that front right. seven of that defense, and it's not that. Like Cade Mays played phenomenal, but he came in after with Andrew Thomas. Like the, we were just beating them all the whole first half, and then eventually you just saw them break. You saw them snap, and we just started. We just started punishing them, and that line has been. Oh, they've been special. They've been special. Man, I we talked about it before we started recording, but basically, I mean, we came out in that second half, and it was like we had not even played a first half. I give a lot of credit to Scott Sinclair and the strength and conditioning staff. Those guys have our boys ready week in, week out. I, offensive line just started making holes that, I swear to goodness, Chancey, you and I could have ran through and scored touchdowns. It, and, and, and not only that, it's just like you look at the entire team and it was almost like we were even more upbeat in the second half. So, you know, we... They talk about, I said this earlier, but, you know, they talk about in in real estate, you know, location, location, location. Well, it's conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. I said it better that time. Yeah, good job. (laughs) But, I mean, it's it truly is. I mean, you can have a ton of talent, and obviously talent takes you a lot of different places. But, man, if you don't have that talent ready and polished up, like taking, you know, and oiled up like you're taking care of your Mercedes Benz, 
or you know let's say Lamborghinis they're all Lamborghinis I mean if you're not taking care of that car it ain't gonna run well man and those boys are ready yeah and I, I think you can uh you, when you go back and watch the watch the replay we just we, we we were protecting protecting the quarterback, but then at the same time, we were really having to, quarterback wasn't really having to throw the ball. <laughs> we were just yeah. we were just dictate yeah. we were dictating the line, and so I mean, our, our offense. And there was is a good. ton of plays where we were our running backs would run and, and get a first down, and then they would are so strong, which is crazy because they're not like none of them are huge. I don't feel like they're not big backs. And then they all get hit, but they stand on the defender, and then offensive line's like, well, let's yeah. I'll join in the party real quick. <laughs> dum 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 dum. <laughs> truly though, they just like rumble up there and like, all right, hey buddy, let's get some more more yards real quick, and uh, just carry him for five or six more yards. So I mean, and that happened over and over. It was just like we were imposing our will at every in every aspect of the game. Yeah, and. Uh, and that's uh, that's that's how we came to the forty-one to seventeen uh, final score. Yes, we broke them. We broke their will. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, let's let's talk about how perfect our special teams is, and uh, how mm-hmm. how uh, our, our how old specs is. Uh, he is there is ice in his veins and, and nothing, and, and he's he's kick a strong. <laughs> he's got he them is, big. He got them big thighs, and he is. He's perfect. He's absolutely perfect. He is. <laughs> he's he hit is. everything. He's, I mean, what's so? Yeah, we looked at his numbers earlier. So I think he's 11, 11 for eleven. Let me pull him up so I'm not going to screw this up. Um, yeah. So he's right now over the season, over the two games, he's eleven for eleven on extra extra points. He's three for three in those field goals. I think he believe I believe he hit from forty four and forty five in this game, and then he's also. Had a touchback on 15 out of his 15 uh, kickoffs. So, honestly, the extra points are great. Field goals are great. But, man, give me a kicker that's not going to give them a single chance to return a ball. Especially not a guy like a weapon like Debo Samuel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it goes without saying that he's... That, that that is like a game again. Obviously, I feel like he's going to be able to maintain that. But but going into these some of these big games uh, later in the season, like when we go into Death Valley and, and playing in Baton Rouge, like being able to do stuff like that is going to be huge. I mean, the, the both both his kicks um, on Saturday it was like forty four and forty five yards. I mean, and he he they could, they were good from sixty. I mean, it was yeah. they were they were bombs, and one of them was a little bit closer. Right, uh, so, uh, right. Watching on the TV, yeah, you, you that could one, see it, that but one, it kind of sneaked in, and I was like, I was like, hot rod, you're gonna be okay, and, and he was fine. The guy, yeah. the guy's just got ice in his veins. He knew, he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. But <laughs> he did. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, I, it was special. And Camarda had some good punts too. He's about like we're super close to getting him to where he's going to be able to put the put that ball inside the ten. Yeah, a placement a placement punt. Yeah, so yeah. he's uh he, he's turning that field over. Um, so yeah, we're 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 good on that end too. So Man, from, to, I, uh, from 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 top to bottom, just just a just a great game. It was just kind of one of those things that going into the halftime, obviously. So Rodrigo gave me just like he did in the Rose Bowl, gave me a little bit more. Like confidence in the fact that we were going to come in out in the second half and dominate, right? And then, lo and behold, we came out and destroyed them in the third quarter. 
put up 21 unanswered points. They scored their, you know, last touchdown in the fourth quarter when we were literally, I think, I know we don't have the exact number on this, but it was like a nine and a half minute drive to end the ball game that we didn't score in. I believe it was like the second longest drive in the history of Georgia football in which we did not score. And, you know, to me, that tells me that tells me a lot. One, we got these guys that can come in and, and replace our starters and do very well, obviously. I don't know how much of their first-string defense was still playing at that point, but still, they came in, performed very well. We had most of our first-team offensive line still in there, and we were able to move the ball effectively and knowing that we were just turning clock. I mean, that's a long drive. So, I mean, just that just kind of all circles back into the fact that we were able to just go in and impose our will and dominate that ball game in every facet of the game. Yep. Absolutely. In all as all aspects, it was, uh, it was beautiful. So I think, uh, I think we could talk about it all night if we wanted to, but uh, we could, we could real quick, let's do this. And then, uh, I think we need to go ahead and wrap it up, but uh, let me ask you, uh, what are, what are your two offensive and defensive, uh, players of the game? So, uh, on, on defense, we'll, we'll start there. Um, gotta go, gotta go, uh, DeAndre Baker. Uh, he was phenomenal, uh, made their weapon, uh, useless. Um, he, he basically just smothered him the entire game. And so I'm, I'm, he makes me very happy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> good, and, good. and, uh, and so we're doing two each, two each, two each side of the ball or one for each. No, one you said, one offensive one. Defense. Okay, you said Sorry. two you said two give me your two defensive players and your offensive players. I was just like I was like the numbers, oh god. <laughs> they don't add up. <laughs> and uh and uh offensively I'll go uh, I'll go Jake Fromm. Uh he he did a phenomenal job, uh especially that second half, just looked like the, the guy we know and love and, and, and just made those made those adjustments. Didn't let the didn't let the bad pick like throw him off. And did what we needed him to do to, to go and win the game. He did, and I love from so that's that's what I, my my reaction to your picks. I love them both. In fact, I endorse them both. I'm going to go with different guys though, just simply because this is uh, we're the two co-hosts and we have to we have to change things up, right? But I'm going to go with my boy Dick LeCount on defense. Boy, he led the team in tackles. He had 10 tackles. He comes up. He lays the lumber. He did not give up a big play behind him. He's 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 going to be the guy that we're going to have to – he's going to have to play like that every game. I don't care if we're playing Middle Tennessee. I don't care if we're playing UMass. I don't care if we're playing LSU and Death Valley. He's got to play like that every game. Offensively, I'm yeah, I've picked the guy who had the most tackles, and now I'm going to pick the guy who had the most receiving yards. Uh, Miko, gosh, dude, how many times are we going to throw a wide receiver to screen to him? How many times did we do it in that game? I mean, at least, at least five or six times to just him. I'm, I'm, I'm all about him. If the fact that he's actually learned how to catch a ball and be a receiver position kind of thing and just gotten more practice in that, um, man, he's, he's going to be a weapon, uh, that we're going to use. A lot mm. this year, so Mm-mm-mm. I'm all, uh, Miko Declacount. Uh, they're, they're my boys. I will also give my own endorsement to your picks as well. 
I need it in writing. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's on its, it's on its way. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. Uh, so I think uh, a good recap. Uh, we we wanted it to be around twenty minutes, and we said, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> we got too much to talk about. <laughs> X X. <laughs> keep, keep chopping. Keep chopping. Keep That's keep bringing right. the recap. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, but no, this, this was awesome. And, uh, if this is a sign of what's coming, I think we're in good shape. So is there anything you want to leave the, leave the people as we, we sign off tonight? They know me now. Mm. They know me now. They, they know us now. All right. <laughs> See y'all next week. <laughs> Go dogs. That was on top. <laughs> oh, should I stop my recording? <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening to Calling the Dogs with Chansey and Chi. Please bear with us as we try to figure this whole thing out. We're having a great time, and we hope you are too. Uh, Be sure to check us out on all of the social medias. Uh, We're on Instagram at Calling the Dogs Pod, Facebook at Calling the Dogs Podcast, and we're on YouTube. So be sure to check us out there. Until next time, go dogs.